Hi, you guys. We're late. Sorry about that. But um, it was worth it. We were fighting with Skype to try to get through and finally get Joel connected. And we did do that, but not on video. So you're going to have to hear him on, on the phone for today. But at least we get to talk together, which is great. And we're here with you. So I appreciate that very much. This is, of course, Lost Arts Radio Live. I'm Richard Sachs, your host for the radio show. And I really wanted to get Joel on, you know, last week. We tried, and Skype wouldn't agree to it, so we had to wait until today. And it kind of worked today, except not the video. And what I wanted to talk about, and of course this time is going to go really fast, because these subjects are big subjects to say more than just the superficial observations of them. We don't want to do that. We want to get into the essence of things. And basically what we're looking at, I think anyway, and then we'll get Joel's take on it, is that we've got two forces, two major forces, a lot of little ones, but two main forces kind of converging right now. We've got evil permeating almost all levels of society to a degree that even the people who believe in these things would find it hard to fully grasp, I think. And on the other side, we've got definitely an increase in awakening among the population worldwide. I don't know if it's fast enough, but it's definitely increasing. These are coming together, and at the same time, well, and and the dark side is really tightening up and accelerating on the censorship to a great degree that hasn't been seen on this scale in our world history anyway. And then concurrent with that, we've got increasing talk from various military sources that um, we don't need to name right now of pending things that I've disregarded in the past because they've come from what is generally known as Q that has been the source of a lot of misinformation that I've checked out myself. And But now there's a more widespread, you know, I wouldn't say a consensus yet, but a lot of different sources that don't know each other saying that um, the president is about to has already set in motion some things on the military level that may be an advantage to getting things back to normal or back in that direction. So we'll see if any of that makes any sense or seems, you know, reasonable to Joel. And Joel, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you and uh, appreciate your time very much. And I'm interested to see what you think of any of what I just mentioned, and then we'll get into it deeper after that. Well, I don't buy at all that the military is preparing to, you know, either collapse their sting operation or, you know, and a lot of this came from Steve Pachenik on uh, Alex Jones, who's claimed to be an insider for many years. And I That's don't trust true. anybody who's, who's been on the inside. But he said that the military is deployed all the way across the country, and that's absolutely untrue. Okay, uh, okay. No, no backup whatsoever. And I'll tell you, the DOD is controlled by the deep state. And uh, even though he's put in Christopher Miller, uh, he's only playing halfway to Donald Trump. He's, uh, you know, Donald Trump says, I want the troops out of uh, uh, Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan. And he's pulling out, you know, maybe 20 percent. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, they haven't ever told Trump, you know, how many troops are in there in the first place. So there's nowhere to tell. But right. I'm just not, I'm not believing. Listen, as a former military officer, I can tell you, nobody gets to be general officer unless they're a globalist. Yeah, yeah I've no, seen that. Nobody. And so, so what happened, they, what they, happened with know, Flynn? Also said, we're not, we're not doing what you know, Matt has said. We're not going to do what Trump asked us to do. They refuse. Right. There's no way that this stuff is real. 
What about when a general gets attacked and is obviously a target of the major power structure like Flynn, and yet they're a general? How does that fit into what we're just looking at? Well, you know, uh, General Flynn is, is an exception. Uh, General Flynn is sincere, but he's also very naive. I mean, his interview this past week, which I covered in this week's World Affairs Brief with Macronini, is just off the wall stupid. I mean, it shows a naivety I haven't seen for years. And, uh, um, I mean, he said, you know, uh, Trump has got a path to victory. is not going to need the court. It says we're going to rely on honest officials at the local level. There aren't any honest officials at the local level. None. I'm still waiting I mean, to meet some, actually. It's just incredible. Then he said he's going to win Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin. None of that's coming true. Uh, it's just, and then McInerney says the president needs to uh, invoke the Insurrection Act, declare martial law, uh, mm-hmm. you know, restrict habeas corpus, and that's just the most stupid thing you could do, and arrest all these people because you don't know. I don't know who's calling the shots on this election fraud, and I'm one of the top conspiracy experts there. Nobody knows. Behind, in fact, it's more than one. I mean, there's fraud at the low, lowest level, at the mid-level, at the higher level, and the computer level. It was just massive in this thing, but it can't be all one person calling the shots, other than the fact that the one who decides, you know, we're going to steal this election, uh, which right. they did. But believe me, they've had stuff in place for, for decades, Democrats have, for stealing their election through, legisla- I mean, through registration, uh, through illegal voting, through you know, dead and other people they put on the rolls, and that stuff mm-hmm. just continued as normal. But the big stuff was the computer fraud. And, uh, and, you know, the interesting thing is now we have, for the first time, we have it on video. We have the surveillance video of actual fraud occurring in Georgia. Right. And Trump's, you know, as we speak, is speaking to a rally in Georgia, and he's referencing that video. And it, I'll tell you, the media which they won't cover this, but they can no longer say there's no evidence. I mean, all the other statistical evidence is very powerful. All the little whistleblower evidence is powerful, but it's small. This is big because it's on surveillance camera. Remove everybody from the room. And as soon as everybody out of the room, four people, everyone's dismissed except four people. And they run to this table covered with a black hole and start pulling out roller suitcases full of ballots and start processing and it's absolutely on film, prosecutable felony offense. How can the media uh, avoid this? Well, they avoided Trump's speech. Could you imagine a major speech for the White House where he yeah. laid out all this stuff and they refused to cover it? It had to go live on Facebook, which I'm surprised didn't label it fake news, but uh, I don't think they, they weren't get away enough. with it. Right. It was so complete. It was so complete. Uh, but they're still saying there's no evidence of any fraud in spite of that video at the uh, moment. Boy. Well, I can't wait to Tucker Carlson puts that on a show. He should, because he's been crying for evidence. And Sidney yeah. Powell hasn't given the woman. And, you know, she's, you know, <coughs> bought into some of this disinformation. McInerney put it out. His information is old. He got out of the military in 1997. He didn't have any recent information. I think he and Flynn have been fed some bad information, uh, you know, from the from the Q disinformation crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there's just no way, from my experience and how powerful the deep state is and all of this election fraud, that you can get away with saying you got a clear vic- Trump to victory, even if the courts don't rule in his favor. Baloney. Yeah, they the have been saying that. The courts don't rule in his favor. There's no path to victory. 
And you can't, you know, this whole thing in Pennsylvania, for example, I mean, look, there have been hearings, very excellent hearings. In fact, yeah. Rudy Brown has been good in hearings and terrible at putting that material into his briefs, his legal briefs. They've been terrible. And, you know, like a first-year law student type briefs. That's how bad they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this stuff got put in before the hearings. Uh, and he should have waited. You know, he shouldn't have tried to, you know, prosecute this until he had all the evidence. But I think, you know, Rudy Giuliani being deep state, deeply involved in the 9-11 cover-up, um, you know, I expect he's sabotaging the legal case against Trump. Uh, you know, he's filing cases, but they're not good. Boy, when you look at them, they're not good. And it's amazing. I mean, it would take some talent as an attorney to make the cases not good when the evidence is so clear at this point, right? <laughs> Boy, that's right. That's right. Well, the evidence keeps maturing. You know, I keep throwing up the newest uh, evidence, and it gets stronger and stronger each day. But I think it's too late. The courses are all, the court, the cases are already in the court system, and mm-hmm. it's just like his appeal to the federal third district uh, got thrown out because it was a lousy case that uh, came up through uh, through appeals, and it was just. And, and Rudy Giuliani himself said in the case, he says, we're not claiming fraud. That's a very strange we, statement. I don't think many people are aware of that. Well, in the first place, uh, he, the case was about the unconstitutionality of the, of the Pennsylvania court changing the law, which they had no right to change the law, and the governor had no right to change the law. Yeah. Uh, and so that was, but they did present evidence of fraud, and yet they claimed we're not claiming fraud. And so it was just a wide open uh, opportunity for the three Republican justices to throw it back in their face and say, they didn't give us one single ballot that could be you know, defined as fraud. Well, we don't have access to the ballots yet. That's what you have when the courts say you, uh, it's open for trial and discovery now. And then you can go with a subpoena and get the ballots and, and find these. I mean, like all these thousands of Xerox ballots, Xerox paper, you know, not even regular ballot paper. That's real proof. But he yeah. didn't have that when he filed that brief. That, that can't be just an oversight. You know, and I mean, and he's then pretty he, experienced. Then he, filed, then he filed, Richard, then he filed an amended brief to try to add evidence to it. Um, yeah. And they, they dismissed that, which shows the courts of prejudice and control, I think, by the deep state. But yeah. he also tried to put into his appeal, in his amendment, I mean, amended to a brief, he tried to put in something that he had not argued in the original brief. Mm-hmm. And any first-year law school student knows you cannot request the course to do something in an amended brief that you didn't apply for in the, in the original brief to the original court right. that you're on appeal from. Uh, so he wanted the decertification of the official results of Pennsylvania. He didn't ask for that in the original brief. And so you can't do that on appeal. Anyway, there's just so many, so many errors. It just makes it suspect that uh, I don't think Giuliani is really on Trump's side. And being deep state, how could he be? But he's playing loyal like, like Bill Barr. That, you know, that's Bill what Barr. came to mind, is this very similar situation. Exactly. You know, Bill Barr was attorney general under George H.W. Bush. He covered up for Iran-Contra, Iran-Gate, all the drug importation uh, through that stuff. And, you know, he's deep state. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he played loyal to Trump. But boy, when it came to this election, came out and said, We've responded to every complaint, and we don't find sufficient evidence, you know, that would have, sufficient fraud that would have overturned the result of the election. 
just a lie. And the White yeah. House correctly said he didn't do. They didn't do an investigation at all. They didn't. Yeah, and so is it true that Trump, out of naivete or whatever it's coming from, thinks that maybe if he uses DOD, he doesn't need the Justice Department? Well, he doesn't have the DOD. Well, I mean, right, exactly. But some people but, but, are saying you know, he thinks he does. No, yeah, I just, uh, I'd like to hear the specifics. I, I know you said that there are various people who aren't connected coming, but I think they're all listening to the rumors started by Steve Pichenik. Which uh, well, yeah, I don't think Steve Pachenik was actually the source. I think Steve Pachenik was also talking about things that other people were saying before that. It might, it might well be, but it's you know to put out stuff like that. I mean, Pachenik has enough. I mean, he really was on the inside. That's why I don't trust him. And so he would right. have known. Well, only in terms of overthrowing program. governments and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, um, being sarcastic. I mean, that's pretty far inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, okay. my experience in the military, they're not going to be doing this stuff uh, at all. And uh, um, All right. Well, if that's all if that's all accurately, then, you know, President Biden is approaching, right? And that's what you would foresee. No, absolutely. Biden's going to be installed. It's already a done deal. And um, I don't think the um, I don't think any of the. You see, here's the problem. Every one of these uh, very dynamite hearings on election fraud in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, the two primary ones, and, and one in Michigan as well, were mm -hmm. done before Republican members of the legislature which called the hearing. But they do not represent in any one of those states the majority, even though the Republicans uh, nominally control the legislatures of, of Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Uh, but they, they don't have any power because the conservatives can't get past the rhino leaders. Every one of those states have rhino Republican leaders okay, that will block the, this resolution. The Pennsylvania resolution is going nowhere uh, to choose their own electors. And besides, the law in Pennsylvania passed years ago already says that the electors have to follow the popular vote. So if you don't undo the popular vote, you can't get the legislature to select uh, their own uh, legislators and give it to Trump. It just can't be done. Right. So the Republican majority may be real, but most of those Republicans in the majority are fake Republicans is what you're saying, right? That, that's right. Even in Utah and Idaho, you have Republican legislators, but the conservatives, the real conservatives are not in the majority. Too many mainstreamers, you know, that uh, are afraid of bucking the system. And, and to not buck the system, they have to be okay with dishonesty. Right. Well, no, I mean, a lot of these aren't, they're just fearful of, of combating it for fear of the press and for fear of getting unelected if they take up this radical position of defending vote fraud. But in this uh, case, you know, the radical position is just being honest about what's going on. Oh, well, that's right. That's considered extreme now. And, Isn't that, yeah. that's so strange. I mean, just common say red is red and blue is blue and, you know, whatever, that that's radical. It's just, I mean, it's like we're living in some kind of insane asylum, it seems to me. Well, you know, we're living in, in a world of conspiracy. I mean, it's on display for everyone to openly see. When you see, if your listeners see this Georgia video of the surveillance, no one in their honest mind or neutral mind, any journalist can get by now with saying that there's no evidence. It's right there for everyone to see. And yeah. I'm still waiting for Tucker Carlson to put it on the screen 
because I'll tell you, once he does that, that gets out to millions and millions of people. And uh, now the the one thing the courts can get around is they don't know how many, what was in those ballots. You know that fraud was taking place because it took place outside of the bounds when they told it was closed. So you know they were cheating, but you yeah. don't know what they did. And the courts can say, you have to prove to us what those ballots said. Now, you can actually get evidence. You can't get proof unless you see the ballots at the time that they're put in. But you can look at the tabulation computer. You can see what happened at 1030 to 1230 on that night. In that, when they put those ballots into the thing, you can see the boost of who those votes went for. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they mixed them with some other ballots, so, which they shouldn't have been doing because everything was closed. Those yeah, those apparently the reason it was closed is so that they could change the voting system. I mean, all bring in all the fake ballots. And one of the things that's really important, besides, you know, some people are saying they're confident because the fraud is on tape, like you're, you just mentioned. Others are adding the fact that many people are saying those servers in Frankfurt were actually seized. Is that true, do you think? I have never seen any legitimate confirmation uh, of that. And, you know, this whole story about a firefight between the military and China Cedar is just, it's just no confirmation for that whatsoever. I mean, okay. people, uh, disinformation just being added to disinformation to discredit the real vote fraud that's occurring. We don't need that information about the server. In fact, the people who are feeding that server story are, are continuing to say that Trump actually won California and Minnesota. They're just feeding ball-faced lies to people to see if they'll, they'll carry that water. And uh, it's going to discredit the election fraud movement. Right. Well, I think one legitimate point they're bringing up is that with the fraud so permeating everything, you really don't know who won what in truth until it's all well, actually, No, actually you do. Because oh. uh, and this is through the Edison data. You know, the people who hacked into the New York Times and got all the Edison data, I've published on the World Affairs Briefs the two major sources that they're statisticians, and they took apart the Edison data, and and, uh, the one shows all the votes that were flipped and disappeared from Trump. None, None for Biden. But there were hundreds of thousands of votes that were switched in the various states and the same number, uh, hundreds of thousands of votes were actually disappeared. Then they show up in the Edison data is coming in, and then they're never given in a tally to Donald, uh, to, to Donald Trump. Right. And right. then the, the more powerful evidence still is when you plot all of the Edison data when it comes in versus mail-in ballots versus precinct ballots. Now, precinct ballots, you know, come in from Democratic and Republican precincts. Right. And so they're very clearly um, high on the scale for Biden or high on the scale for for Trump. But the Mm -hmm. mail-in ballots get shuffled in the post office. They come in from months in advance from all different parts of the So they all get shuffled. So you see, there shouldn't be any high points for Biden or Trump. It should be a steady ratio of Trump to Biden or Biden Mm -hmm. to Trump. Okay. And then you see that graph and you see these bump ups and you have the timeline where that bump occurred. And the ratio changes. In Virginia, it changed four times. And that's why Virginia was really uh, fraud. And they're not even calling that a swing state. Fox News called Virginia for Biden when Trump was ahead by some 70,000 votes. And, um, you know, way early in the evening, they're part of the fix. 
Right, right, definitely. And there was there were there were more ballots inserted, phony ballots inserted in Virginia than there were in in uh, uh, in, in Georgia. Uh, it was, and you got the timestamp on it. You can tell when it happened. And the yeah. ratio changed it. And, and a lot and of it. Go ahead. Sorry. You saw it happen in Wisconsin. You saw it happen in Michigan. So the proof is out there. You just don't know what the actual ballots say. And that's the problem is these audits, they did three, uh, I'm sorry, recounts. They did three recounts in Georgia. Now, one of them did an audit of the ballots, a verification of the ballots, uh, checking them against, uh, you know, registration. Right. Not one. Yeah, recounts by themselves are a total waste of time, it seems to me. That's right. If those ballots have entered and you're starting to count, recount those ballots as if they were legitimate, right. that's a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I can bet those suitcases that they pulled out with all those ballots, if you went in and recount and checked on those ballots, all those ballots during that time frame are going to be bad. The governor in Georgia has finally, supposedly, agreed to do that. You know, whether it'll actually be done, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust Kim at all. And I certainly don't trust Raffin, Raffensperger or whatever his name is, the Secretary yeah, of State. Right. That, guy's, that guy's deep state. Yeah, I mean, he had to know about this fraud and let it go past. Her. You know, there's because you're dealing with ballots being brought in in the middle of the night. First mm-hmm. of all, there has to be a leader of the election that has to tell if they're going to shut down because we're going to do the fraud. So the leader has the authority to election official that has the authority to shut down and give authority to shut down has to know that that's where the fraud is going to end. And then the people yeah. who are left in the room, they're going to receive the extra ballots. They're going to come in that we saw on video. People coming in in an unmarked car, walked in the door, no security, no badge, bring in boxes of ballots. Mm-hmm. That's fraud. Now, you can't prove who those ballots are for except by the tally. And when in the morning when everyone comes up and the tally comes up, it's all of a sudden binds ahead by, by thousands yeah. of votes. Yeah, a, a lot of affidavits say that almost all of the new ballots were for Biden in huge yeah. batches. Yeah. So yeah. what it looks like is maybe evidence like that versus the power structure to see which one wins. And you're saying there's no question, really, the power structure beats the evidence. Yeah, right? yeah. Because there's so too the big many question people. Is what, will the, what will the Supreme Court do? Uh, now, remember that even if the Supreme Court justices see this uh, vote fraud on video, surveillance video of Georgia, if it's not in the brief, they can't rule on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't think it's in the brief because it's happening is too soon. And, you know, that, if Giuliani were honest, he'd amend the brief and get that information in there. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's pretty subtle and, and sophisticated on the part of Giuliani, isn't it? Because he's obviously making a big point of seeming completely confident that there's no problem at all. And the little points that he leaves out, like filing at the wrong time, the amendments and things like that, that doesn't get any notice by most people. Yeah, sabotage is the case, though. But the lawyers notice, boy, I'll tell you, there's an anti-Trump law group called Law and Crime on the yeah. Internet. And, boy, they've gone through every one of these briefs, and they're just laughing their head off at Giuliani. They're just wow. rolling their eyes, you know. And they're happy about it because they're anti-Trump, uh, you know. But, right. But, you know, this is law school 101 stuff that Giuliani is making mistakes on, and I can't believe you do that, you know. I mean, 
and he's got a big legal team behind him. It's not just Giuliani writing this brief. He's got a whole that bunch means of they lawyers. must have gone along with it, right? The legal That's team. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just the the uh, collusion and conspiracy is much broader than people realize. I mean, it's just like Sidney Powell. You know, Sidney Powell in her Georgia brief had to tag along with a very sophisticated law firm. She made spelling errors. She repeated whole paragraphs. Uh, I mean, I can't believe this thing was proofread by anybody, let alone a big-name law firm in Atlanta, uh, Georgia. I think they just let her write the brief, put their name on it, and let her stumble all over herself by, by putting out a flawed brief. So what's the deal where they're saying she's such a great, incredible hero attorney if she can't spell and things like that? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Well, she's under the gun and she's, you know, it's like a fire hose of the information coming out of it. Clearly, um, you know, whoever wrote that brief, you know, really had some problems. One of the things is that they, they she justified, and I, I took this apart in the World Affairs brief the week that it came out. I think it was last week. And... Uh, she took apart all the Dominion system of how there were holes in it and, and potential for fraud, but because she didn't put any statistical evidence in it about these ballot bumps and the ratio changing and that type of thing, which is hard to do in a brief. Remember, a brief, you can't put graphs in. And a legal okay. brief has just got to be written. It's got to be written. And so you can't do statistical analysis in it. That's one of the weaknesses of the legal system. Now, in court, you can. Once it goes to trial, you see, but in your legal brief to get to them, and so the lawyers just came back and said, well, there's lots of potential for fraud there, but where's the evidence of the fraud? You see what I'm saying? You're saying the evidence has to be more specifically in the brief? No, it can't be, because it's got to be written, and you can't show videos of the brief, and you can't put internet links in the brief, you can't put graphs in the brief, you can't do analysis in the brief of those graphs. You see what I'm saying? You you've can't got put tables state, or anything. You, right. You've got to state the case, and then you've got to expect the judges to say, yes, there is a case here. We're going to go to trial. You have just the power of discovery to go get the evidence. Okay, so what's the problem since she wrote down what it should be about in the brief? Well, the problem is, is that she didn't provide, uh, eh, you know, except her affidavits, which were small. Uh, I mean... When you talk about registration errors and she saw them putting ballots uh, more than once, there was no proof of how many times that was done to give you an indication, to give the judge an indication of how the quantity of fraud. Okay. So mm -hmm. like Bill Barr, they can turn around and say, we ruled that there isn't sufficient evidence that there was enough fraud to have overturned this, uh, the results of the election. Right. But see, what the judges should do if they were honest is say there's sufficient evidence of fraud that we're going to allow discovery and, and, uh, and, and let this go to trial. So that then you can get the evidence, you can get the graphs, you can get the charts, you can get the experts in on the trial. So if the judge was honest, the judge would realize, well, you're not allowed to put video evidence with a brief. And wouldn't they at least give a chance to show that? In trial? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what shows these judges are controlled. Right. That's why I'm very pessimistic about the legal outcome of these challenges, even though the evidence is conclusive. Yeah, it's real obvious at this point. Now, and, so and they're, this they're is saying the that evidence. If, if they get the electronic evidence, even if it's, you know, 
analyzed later from the servers if that's true in Germany. And I don't have any proof that it happened or not, you know, but they're saying it did. And if they have that, they're saying that would have all the details of all every ballot and how they were manipulated. But you see, here's the problem. They already have the Edison data. It's public knowledge. Right. They could have subpoenaed the Edison. You don't need the server in Germany. You got the Edison data, which is derived from Dominion software. Okay, so you've got right. the results. Right. You, you can prove with the Edison data the switching of votes and the disappearing of votes. You don't need the German server. So and what's happening he, is... Giuliani, the- didn't, Giuliani hasn't put in... Sidney Powell hasn't put in any of the Edison data analysis. So, basically what you're saying is it doesn't matter if there's evidence of fraud, which which people normally think that's what would matter. What matters is that the deep state has most of the power positions and all of the media. No, I'm saying that there is evidence of fraud is important, uh, but... What I'm saying is the initial briefs to the court, it's hard to put statistical analysis in there. Now, they could put the Edison data analysis. You could put that in there, that this, this, from this data, shows that this many votes were switched in Virginia, and this many votes were switched in Michigan, and this not many votes didn't show up in Trump's tally, even though they came in on the data. And that would have been very, but it didn't get in there. That's what I don't understand. Huh. Now, it's true that these were anonymous sources that did the statistical analysis, of them, and but heavens, you'd think the government could find out who the anonymous sources were and go after them and get them, uh, you know, to sign an affidavit and, and give their opinion, but I right. didn't see that come forward, and that's very important evidence of actual fraud taking place. All they've concentrated on is the deficiencies in the Dominion system, of which there are many, but it doesn't prove fraud. It doesn't prove anyone used those deficiencies. Yeah. It proves the potential for fraud, and that's it, right? Yeah. 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 So, and that the reason it's left at the potential level, as you're saying, is key figures like Giuliani and um, others that should have been aware enough to put it in, and they didn't. Yes, and of course, you know, I think Giuliani, being deep state, knows the judges are controlled, and all they have to do is make it weak enough that, you know, the predictable judges will dismiss the stuff. Okay. And I think, I think that's what we're going to see. It's a combination. So you think Giuliani is like Barr in that sense, that he wants to look like yes. he's really good and make sure that's that right. he's a saboteur? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so if if that's all the way it is, then... As you said, we have President Biden coming up on January 20th, right? Yes, and uh, but it's all hinging on January 5th. You know, that Georgia election sabotaged the re-election of two Republican senators. And if you lose both of those, the Democrats are going to take the Senate. Which means, basically, China runs the U.S. at that point. No, not at all. No? No. What China does it mean? Got, no, I mean, they, they gave money to Biden, et cetera, you know, in corruption, uh, to Hunter Biden, et cetera. It doesn't mean they control it. Okay, so so the deep state rather than China is... The deep state is, is, controls Hunter Biden, that's so, right. And the deep state, you know, helps out China and is helping them prepare for war. They want this war coming up. Uh, but no, China does not control Hunter Biden. Okay, so they're another tool of the centralized deep state, basically. 
right? And so, but it, the Chinese are are ruthless. They're unprincipled. They're corrupt. You know, I don't know what they were thinking. You know, let's let's try and see if we can corrupt Joe Biden. But they have to realize Joe Biden's a, a product of the deep state. You know, and they're not going to let him. You know, I mean, clearly there's things that. Uh, they want China to get in terms of looking the other way about war coming up, so the U.S. isn't prepared for that. And but the deep state's going to get Biden to do that, not China, etc. Now China may think that Biden's their man, just like when Henry, Henry Kissinger went and joined the Communist Party in East Germany, so that when he did this, the globalist bidding of uh, letting Red China get into the UN and replace Taiwan that they would think, oh yeah, he's our man because he's a communist. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a communist. He was a globalist who joined the communist, so they wouldn't think twice about him. You know, they wouldn't wonder what's this guy, you know, helping us out for. Same thing with Alger Hiss. Alger Hiss joined the communist party so that the communists themselves wouldn't think twice about him helping them get into the Truman administration. Right. And the Roosevelt administration. But he was a globalist using communists to destroy and break down the social order in the world so the builders could come in with their semi-socialist solution. So, so why don't we look at the issues that will become more obvious when Biden is inaugurated, like you're saying, because there's going to be some issues that come up right away, one of which being that there are at least some millions of people in America that think because the fraud was so obvious that Biden shouldn't not should not have been elected, should not have been inaugurated. And they're gonna be deciding what they need to do. And then Biden's um policies are gonna include what did he say, a hundred days of mask wearing for a start and lockdowns and Yeah, he's gonna continue the virus thing and the vaccine mandate, you know, and this is the second part of the World Affairs brief this week was on the tightening of the noose around anyone who will not take the vaccine and squeezing them out of their ability to operate within the establishment. Yeah, if you're not exactly. going to take the vaccine, you're not going to be able to fly on an airline internationally and probably domestically within a few years. You're right. not going to be able to send your kids to school. And I say good riddance. You're not going to be able to send Yeah, that part's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. And that's why New York is opening up the public schools again. They've suddenly realized there's a mass exodus from the public schools and we've got to stop that. So let's right. stop Falder, you know, this Falder all about the COVID and let the kids go back to school. It was never a danger to the kids anyway. Right, and but they'll so probably that, make the kids wear masks and operate in bubbles anyway, just to keep yes, them safe. Yes, because they've got to keep this COVID thing coming in order yeah. to, you know, like Britain, if you want your liberty back, you got to take the vaccine. Of course, the vaccine is very dangerous. The side effects have been reduced in the vaccine they're going to give out because they have cut the dosage by about... A fourth to a tenth, and they've to, done that to keep the side effects down, and that's just why, so it won't be so obvious what it does to people. I guess that's right, and that's that's why it won't be effective either. You know, they're claiming ninety four percent effectiveness. That's just PR stuff. They don't know what the effectiveness well, is. Well, there are no numbers on anything with with the virus at all because no, they're all based on an, on a non test, right? That's right. That's right. But you see, the the vaccine makers make more money with more shots, and the taxpayers paying for this is free to the public. Yeah. Um, so there's no resistance. In fact, they're even thinking about bribing people with the next bailout 
that it's only you can only get that. your fifteen hundred dollars if you take the vaccine. I think that's going to get a lot of people to do it. I think so too, and so it's it's really looking bad. But this vaccine is going to be bad in the long term. You know, they didn't do animal trials; they bypassed that whole phase. And one of the problems with vaccines is you have this enhancement of disease happening when you take the vaccine. If you get reinfected with it, you get it worse. That's what happened to the animals with all coronavirus right. vaccines. You, they have an increased infection on the second time around. And well, right. that, that just helps out the false agenda of the pandemic. It makes it look like a second wave, and it'll be coming because of the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, will create it, the second pandemic, which will be even worse. What what's what's kind of phenomena would you call that, where something should be so obvious as circular reasoning and completely invalid, and and it just fools almost everybody? That's some psychological phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. they're really taking advantage of that, and everything that they do that's going to hurt people is going to be called COVID nineteen. That's right. And you know, this uh, I covered this in the brief as well. And by the way, your listeners can get a free copy of today's uh, Friday's brief by emailing me at editor at worldaffairsbrief.com. Yeah, I but want everybody to do study that. The came out in the John Hopkins newsletter. Now, John Hopkins is in bed with the CDC, but their students aren't. And believe it or not, the John Hopkins newsletter published a study by the students with CDC data that showed there was virtually no increase in deaths during 2020 versus 2019. I saw that, yeah. So it was only a, you know, uh, relabeling of the deaths to be COVID-19. And that's why there are no flu deaths right now. They're all COVID-19. Uh, yeah, flu was eradicated uh, earlier this yeah. year, I think. Yeah. And that's what happened in, in, in uh, Italy, February 9th of 2020. Italy had massive, well, no, months prior, December and January and early February, they were in the midst of a massive uh, flu epidemic. They stopped reporting all flu February 9th, and it was all COVID after that. It was a perfect opportunity, actually. Yes, yes. So, but I, you know, hmm. this is what people have to, you know, you know, you've got to prepare in advance now. Corporations, I mean, here's what General Perna said about the, uh, the vaccine card that they're distributing with all the millions of doses of vaccines. The vaccine right. card, and I've seen a picture, it has about six slots, so there's going to be a, a potential for putting six booster shots of that vaccine on your vaccine card. And he right. said the data, every time you get a vaccine, goes to the CDC, and it's going to be a data accessible to third parties, which means that corporations, airlines, everyone who wants to check, who wants to make the vaccine a condition of employment, can check right. with the CDC if you've had it so that you can't falsify the cards. Well, I tell you, this is getting really evil. But I tell you, they're going to squeeze people. You may not be, you may lose your job at a corporation. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are. I just had a, a major chef at a, a resort call me and said, you know, it looks like this resort is going to require that we all take the vaccine, or we can't work there anymore. Yes. Yeah, and, and he he's going to resign. He's going to quit rather than take the vaccine. Which which they figure will happen with a lot of people that will end up on conditional universal basic income. And then to get that, since you're unemployed, you have to obey everything, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. But you see, they've, un, they've unwittingly got people now who don't want any part of government bailouts. 
to take them because the government actually took away their income. Government destroyed their restaurant business. Government destroyed their business. And so right. they feel like we deserve it. And so now everybody's getting on the dole. Everybody's waiting for the next bailout. Exactly. It's a very insidious, a very insidious plan. You know, everybody stopped believing that they could understand economics quite a while ago. And yet yes. the, the basics really, if they're not understood, it's disaster. Because if you get well, free, mo free no, money no. combined with that. Yeah, I know. But the one thing that the, the Fed has been able to do is expand the supply of dollars worldwide so large now that they can get away with almost unlimited inflation and doesn't show up. As inflation, because as a percentage of the existing money supply, it's not that much. Forget about M3 and M4. The money supply is so much bigger. They've been throwing billions at the European banks to bail them out all these years. They've been bailing out Wall Street even above and beyond the three trillion they got out of the six trillion chump. You know, did in the first bailout. There's been a constant flow of money into Wall Street, and that's why the stock market's booming up again. Yeah. It's, it's created money, but it's done it's that. It's very deceptive. It, it looks like prosperity, and it's nothing like that. That's right. Yeah. So they think. And I that think one of the reasons the market went up when Biden was fraudulently elected is because they realized that Trump wouldn't be around to stop the bailouts. You know, because the bailouts had all this mm -hmm. uh, global reset stuff and all this socialist and climate change stuff. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, was, I forgot. He was right. setting the veto. Now it'll, it'll go sailing through, especially if they win the Senate or even get oh, even yeah. the vote of the Senate. Uh, all this stuff's going to sail through and everybody's saying, we want the bailout. Yeah. I mean, it's basic national suicide, which is the plan of communism anywhere, is to get the people to destroy themselves, I think, right? Yeah, but it's more moral suicide than it is economic suicide. I mean, there's no other government that compete with the U.S. in terms of ability to inflate because the pool of money of dollars is so big. But that means okay. they're going to have trouble uh, getting rid of physical dollars and, and uh, going to a digital currency because there are literally trillions of dollars in people's mattresses all around the world. It is the reserve currency of everyone because... Right. You, you can't inflate the pound as much as you can the dollar. You can't inflate the euro as much. The pool of those currencies is way too small. Only the Chinese renminbi can be inflated like this out the kazoo, but nobody trusts the Chinese currency, so they can't turn into a reserve currency. But the dollar is the de facto reserve currency of individuals, not just banks and international banks. Individuals have been stashing dollars in every country in the world, except maybe China. Right. But... You know, it seems to me the definition of fascism, not what Antifa thinks it is, but what it really is, is corporations becoming indistinguishable from government. And, and in a country like the U.S., they're used as a tool to enforce things that the Constitution doesn't prohibit because it's not government. Yeah. So, right? Well, so, it's really, you know, the globalist plan is the Fabian socialist plan, where you continue to have private property and ownership, but we control it. It's the EU lockstep control. But you're right. There's a new twist to socialism. This, and you can call it fascism, but I don't know what to really call it. But it is where corporations, supposedly free market corporations, have got a secret integral relationship and control with government, or with the sub Rosa government, the deep state, like mm -hmm. Google, Facebook, they're they're all in this 
together. They are, in fact, it's a massive conspiracy, but they're using the freedom that, that corporations have to do anything to their employees, uh, which government couldn't pass a mandatory vaccine law, but corporations can do it because the employee right. can always quit as the choice. And government could not say that you can't use this particular service because you didn't obey us in a different way. Apparently, they believe corporations can refuse service to anybody for any reason, including that's, not having a vaccine card that's up to date. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see this squeezing of individuals. And the ones that are left, the true principled ones who won't submit, are eventually going to get, you know, probably... Uh, squeezed out of their bank accounts. And, you know, I think if everything's digital, if everything's credit cards and they get uh-huh. rid of cash, if they prohibit you from having a bank account or, or close your account for you, as they have in England already, yeah, close the account of uh, freedom-oriented groups that were against the, um, the phony Brexit, um, boy, I'll tell you, then it's, what do you do if it's an all-electronic banking economy? Well, right, and, and there's almost nobody, percentage-wise, that's self-sufficient at all anymore. So, I mean, there are some, but compared to the population, there's not much. But that is, in fact, what I've been working on for the past three years. I mean, getting a family farm, we raise our own animals, we raise our own yeah. food now, uh, right. we've solar, we've got generators, we have fuel, you know, that's what you need to do. You've got to be able to be... So self-sufficient from the establishment control system. And I know everybody can't do that, but anyone who's got any gumption and ability, you, know, it's, you still have time to get the skills. And believe me, it's taken us three or four years to really get the hang of farming. I mean, it's not rocket science, but it does take experience and good judgment and, right. and, the, and counsel from other farmers in the area. So uh, we've still got some time before the big threat, the war comes, and believe me, with, if you think the yesmanship to this COVID or something, wait till they, we get a nuclear attack from Russia and China and, and an EMP strike and no electricity. Everyone will just be taking orders and whatever the government says they'll do. It's going to be bad. So basically, whoever can should be moving toward either individual. Well, you can't do it all by yourself individually. So finding allies that are more tied to the land and in the direction of self-sufficiency would be what you would say everybody should be trying to do, right? That's right, um, because those that can't get independently, and don't say that you can't do it yourself. You can, because we're doing it. No, I mean one. I mean one person, Joel. Right, it's very difficult for one person to do it, but families can do it. Where you, but you know, I, I want to disabuse people of the thing about finding a survival community. They always self-destruct because there's too many, too much infighting and, and right. disagreements over money and who's. You know, Somebody has more money than others, and they want them to pay for everything. It just never works out. Well, because there's so, some kind of commune, basically, right? And well, you get, even when it isn't a commune, even when everyone owns their own property, if you try to live closely together, you know, people want the people with the most money to pay for things, and it causes conflict. That's why I think, and I prepared my books, Secure Home and uh, Strategic Relocation, all those about get your own place, work on your own, and then have informal networks with other people, but no communal relationships. You, no can, you, can, you, can you clarify the difference a little more? Because you just before that said living closely together 
in what sounded like an informal alliance also bred the same problems. So how do you differentiate not, between those not two? Not if you all have your own property and your own equipment and things. And uh, Okay. Uh, but when you live in a community where you have a joint tractor, it becomes a nightmare. Who's going oh, to, I, who, broke yeah. it, who broke it? Who's going to pay for it? Exactly. I've a, seen it's that. Like, it's like living in an association. You know, who damaged the fire hydrant? Who's going to pay for it? You know, it's yeah. just... And yeah. then you have poor versus rich and things. It's just a real problem. So everybody needs to be on their own, and they don't have to live close together. In fact, you don't want to get a reputation of a, as a commune or a prepper society or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an armed society because they can give you a black name as they did the Rajneesh in Oregon and drove them out of the county. Uh, right. Really. So it's really a danger when you have uh, too many people moving in, you know, and talking about survival. It's better to just move into the same general area, but not be associated directly, just have an informal network of being able to support if you need someplace to hide, you need to join together, you know, for self-defense, if you need to share some things eventually, but it's still all on a voluntary basis, not on a communal basis. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, because the outside world, as you see it, is going to be getting a lot more challenging than it is now as time goes on. Yeah, and they're going to squeeze us out. They're going to squeeze us out. You won't be able to have a medical job if you're a nurse. You're, you're toast if you, unless you take right. the vaccine. If you work in a college, you're toast. You know, the, the colleges yeah. are the most yes men to the establishment I have ever seen. You talk about independence, maybe when... Colleges were right wing, and the left wingers wanted the independent, you know, and claimed their independence. But now that they're all left wing, there's no independence from them. No yeah. independent thinking at all. No, generally, it's one of the most low conscious places I've seen anywhere. It is the yeah. high, higher learning establishment, so to speak. Indeed. It sounds like what's needed. I mean, yeah, on the moral and social levels and psychological levels, that all has to be back to what's normal and basic, but also just looking at economics, the old economic system is being destroyed. It's all going to be a mechanism for compliance, and there has to be a replacement for it somehow, or millions of people aren't going to do very well. That's right, and that's why I really, you know, uh, always resist this mass mandate. Not only is it just totally useless, it's only being done to see who's compliant. I don't want to be compliant. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give in to this. And, you know, if I have to do something inside of a bank, most of the time you can do it outside, but if I have to do something inside, I get a certified check. Yeah, I'll, I'll put on a mask. I'm not going to take them to court over not serving you. But anytime I can resist, uh, you know, like when I go into a grocery store, if they require a mask, so I get through the door, I take it off. And nobody bothers you. In fact, you see most of the employees with it down around their mouth so they can breathe with their nose. Some places are, are tightening up, though. I just got physically thrown out of a natural food store, which I wanted to have access to. Um, because they have organic food, and I'm not going to eat food that's poisoned. And most, pe- most people don't realize the sign on a natural food, so-called natural food store like Whole Foods that says conventional. You translate that poisoned. It's it's full of residues of all kinds of stuff, and I didn't want to do that. So um, I'm looking. I'm finding alternatives, but when you get physically thrown out, it's challenging. They are tightening yes, down. Yeah, I know they're getting fanatical, and there are these self righteous people who think that 
you know, condemn you. You don't care about humanity because you're not waking, wearing masks. Look, I'm yeah. not sick. I'm not a threat to anybody. I don't need a mask on, and the mask doesn't do any good even if I were sick. <laughs> yeah, but what they're doing is, is eliminating logic from people's ability. Yeah, it's just abject lemming-type attitudes going over the cliff. It is incredible. And, and, and you would... just have to laugh at Flynn's doctorate about, you know, depending on honest officials to uphold Donald Trump's election, honest officials, they're all yes-men to the establishment. You can't get elected at a local level unless you're establishment. Because yeah. the press will crucify you if you start to utter conspiracy doctrines or challenge you know, things that are accepted by the establishment. So one of the most damaging enemies that's active in the country right now is most of the corporate media, right? I would say. Yes. And, and you were saying it would be great to have evidence shown on Tucker's show, but I don't think his bosses would like that very much. Well, you know, they can't buck Tucker. I mean, Tucker will toe the line. He won't talk directly about conspiracy. But right. he, he was going to show the evidence uh, with Sidney Powell if she'd give it to him, and she didn't give it to him. So, okay, okay. So that's still a possibility. So I, I, think, I would expect Tucker Carlson, uh, if he hasn't already, will show this Georgia video clip. Yeah. And, and the major media will just say, well, that's a Russian conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Tucker's a Russian agent, like the rest of them. <laughs> so I guess the advice, you know, the bottom line of this, and I, I would really encourage people, like you said, to get the free copy of your newsletter editor at worldaffairsbrief.com. I think that's a good source. And um, in general, start thinking more about what will support ongoing life, you know, and depending completely on an artificial system might not be the best bet because those are subject to disappearing or becoming conditional, which we're seeing that happen right now. So yeah. uh, when Biden gets in, what do you think, how fast will things change in terms of uh, completion of this censorship, losing Second Amendment rights? Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen all that fast. Uh, they'll go incremental. They know what happened last time. They moved too fast when they did an assault weapon ban. They had 20... Democrats unelected from Congress. They can't afford to lose to Congress. So um, I think they're going to start with uh, universal gun registration, not registration, but background checks, and then universal registration, and then, you know, of course, there'll be uh, red flag laws. And uh, yeah. But I don't think you'll see actual gun compensation until the war comes. And what do you think in terms of time frame for that at this point? I still think, uh, you know, nobody knows because, you know, uh, I'm just gauging mine on when I, when I think Russia and China will be ready and confident to strike the West. And I don't think it's going to happen until the latter part of the decade. They've still got a long way to go militarily. Did but you see really, that? Yeah, yeah. Did you see the talk by the Chinese sociologist that was all over the place? And he was saying by 2027, the U.S. will be wiped out and China will be dominant over it. No, I haven't seen that, no. It was really interesting. He said that um, it was day, we were behind, but he, it, very interesting that he mentioned God. And he said God played a nice trick on the U.S. And there was COVID-19, but it almost didn't do anything to China. And it's destroying the U.S., who will always be locked down and destroyed now, and they won't have an economy. And that by 2027... He doesn't know what he's talking about. It wasn't the COVID that did it. It was our own government that did it to us. The COVID wasn't dangerous. 
Uh, yeah, well, he's you know figuring that most of the people are not that sophisticated, and that this yeah. terrible virus is what's he, destroying he did economies. Kill a lot of people in China because, like most viruses, this was more deadly when it escaped from when when they leaked it or when it escaped from the lab. It was more deadly and did kill a lot of people. But viruses mutate, become less deadly and a bit more infectious, but less deadly. And that's what's happening now. It's less deadly. Yeah, but the lockdowns are still deadly. Oh, a lot that's a pernicious you know that's conspiracy that's that's a deep state yeah and biden did announce that he's going to follow the science so that means permanent lockdowns as far as i can tell yeah, yeah. Right. and that's not following the science it's following the experts like fauci who's who is his new medical director i know he's going to keep fauci that's incredible and yeah. Fauci's got a long, amazing history of long running the AIDS scam yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So, okay, well, I guess as a bottom line, other than staying in touch with what you're advising in the World Affairs Brief, and, and I think people should read Strategic Location in the Secure Home, too. Um, yeah, if they're really serious about, you know, about preparation, they really need to take it seriously. I mean, Donald Trump never was going to save us. Don't wait around for 2024 when Donald Trump runs again because he'll be more than the same. I mean, he'll be a little more wary of the deep state, but he doesn't know who's deep state and who isn't, so he's impossible. He didn't even have conservative friends, so it's impossible for him to clean house. Right. He keeps right. replacing one deep stater with another. It's really sad. Yeah, well, the other question is because the fraud, which has been around for a long time, but the fraud was so much more widespread this time, People are, are asking with, I think, some justification, how can there be any kind of real election that somebody real would ever get in in the future again after this? Right, right. I, don't, I think that's a valid point. Yeah, it's absolutely valid. I, I've always said in the brief, if we lose this one, we're not going to win. We're not going to win any further elections. It's just all yeah. over. Yeah. I think that could be on the congressional level, the state level. You know, part of the problem is that, yeah, the states are above the federal government in this system officially, but the states are totally corrupt at this point. So that's right. It doesn't help too much. So, okay, well, as things develop, um, it would be nice if you would come back when the video works and let people see you again and, you know, kind of follow the development of things as they progress, I think would be good. Yeah, it may be this travel computer I use, which is older and may not be compatible with the newer versions of Skype, who knows? Yeah, hard to say what the updates are really doing, too. Yeah, that's so. right, yeah. Thank you, Joel. It was great to see you. My or pleasure. Not, not good to be with to, you. To hear you, <laughs> and yeah. uh, we'll talk again soon. Good to be with you, Richard. Okay, see you soon. Okay, you guys, that was Joel Skousen, and pretty interesting discussion. I would have gone longer, but we got to get ready for the club meeting. And I uh, hope, hope you all got something out of that. I, I don't think he was trying to be negative. Actually, no reason to try at this point, the way that he sees things going. And I have had a lot of um, questions listening to the super optimistic updates from some of the people that were posting even on the website when we get their updates. And they're saying, no problem, everything's great. And, you know, Trump foresaw this. And Pachenik, like uh, Joel mentioned was one of them, and Mike and other people, I, I think they totally believe this, and people are telling them the same thing, but there's a vast network of people also following the whole Q thing, and 
there's been so much misinformation out of that in the past. I would love it to become solid, but I haven't seen that yet. And if I'm wrong about it, that's great. <laughs> you know, anything that makes things turn out better would be nice. I think um, on the physical level, like Joel said, getting back in touch with nature and more self-sufficient would be a, a really important idea to follow and to evaluate your options for that right now and maybe cooperating with other people. Um, the communal thing, I agree with Joel, that's probably self-destructive because of the nature of people wanting control over their own life and their own activities, and they lose that in a communal situation. But generally, in a, in a way that they can cooperate and making contact with more like-minded people would be a great idea. Uh, we've been looking at groups that are trying to organize that online in a loose-knit way without trying to do the communal approach. One of them was Freedom Cells. I think I haven't really looked too much into that yet, but there are others too. And this would be a good time for people to become aware of each other if they have similar outlooks on things and try to support each other in learning and getting closer to that goal of self-sufficiency while things are still somewhat operating. And if there's opportunities for people to get out of the middle of big cities, that would probably be a really good idea too. So we'll just stay open-minded, stay learning, and we're reviewing all the developments constantly. And I will keep in touch with the people that are saying that everything's great now and all the bad guys will be arrested. We've been hearing that for decades. And doesn't mean it couldn't happen. And so even if they're wrong, I want to know how they're wrong, what details are different, and find out what's really going on behind the scenes in all these areas. So stay in touch. Uh, check in with our website. Even if we disappear from some platforms, you can find us at lostartsradio.com. If you have the resources, it'd be nice if you want to keep us on the air to do a donation once in a while, lostartsradio.com or uh, lostartsresearchinstitute.org or subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio so that we can keep going and fund some of our projects we've got waiting. But regardless of that, that's not the priority. The high priority is take care of yourself, overcome the things that are obstructing you in your own life, and those are mainly in the category of false preconceptions about things and especially addictions and dependencies that are not good for you and get your physical health back as much as you possibly can in your own situation and find out again what consciousness means because that's almost an unknown term these days and I think it's the most powerful. Uh, we talk about that in Planetary Healing Club. If you ever want to give that a, a check and uh, that's accessed through planetaryhealingclub.com meets half an hour after this show is supposed to stop, but we're 20, almost 20 minutes overdue right now, so the Planetary Healing Club will meet in 13 minutes. And again, planetaryhealingclub.com, or if you have questions about what we do there, that's the non-censored part, where it's more oriented to actionable things that you can do in your own life and on yourself, transform aspects of quality of life and physical and other aspects of health, things like that. And that's free communication between us at that meeting every week. So, But you don't need us for that. You can also do it yourself or with like-minded friends and just you know be voracious for 
learning and for self-improvement because that gives you the power to really make a better contribution in your own life and for the world in general. So I'm encouraging you to do that. Don't believe this nonsense that you're a weak, you know, dependent person that can't figure anything out for yourself and has no power to affect the future of the world. That's totally the opposite of the truth. So find out. Start learning what your real capabilities are. And they're really astounding. Um, so I encourage you in that direction. Otherwise, remember that we have Sunday shows too at, uh, what is it, 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock Eastern. And those are educational, inspirational guests who are doing things maybe with an organization that show us uh, examples of what can still be done. And in the long term, I'm sure that the bad guys don't win. But I'd like to see that come out sooner. And that's largely up to you. It's not the mentality of waiting for somebody else to do it. Do everything you can because the physical lifespan is nothing. And we're only here for a brief time. And you want to be able to look back when you leave and be happy with what you contributed to the people around you and the outside world in general. And believe it or not, that's huge. And, you know, you want to break off the subconscious beliefs that you can't do anything the opposite is true and if you're in a position where you're working you know for the censors now or for the you know part of the corrupt media or some government aspect where you have to be dishonest reconsider look at what your options could be be a whistleblower or do something good from within your position that you don't have to talk to people about just do something positive because there's a law of nature that people have forgotten for the most part when they just memorize morality and they don't really you know get a, a feel for what where it comes from whatever we do for or to other people is done to us and is multiplied so if you want to be selfish in a really wise way help people around you help yourself help help everybody as much as you can expand into who you really are that's been forgotten and you'll be amazed what's possible we'll explore that more so thanks for being with us sorry to be late and everything but i really wanted to get joel on so we waited for him in the beginning and uh, have a good week and we'll see you next time introducing lost arts radio on subscribestar.com just go to subscribestar.com slash lost arts radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned 
from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.